1: Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for Pro Wrestling Talk every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside Mr. Christopher Chavez. What's up? And Johnny Townsend is out today. Uh, I got, I don't know, I don't even know how to write him out of the script this week. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, its uh, we've done everything, right? I think one of us has been buried by The Undertaker. Uh, yes. One of us was stuck in Saudi Arabia. Um, he could be buried by triple h there, <laughs> there you go, or his heart may have stopped when he saw the return of somebody big this past week That's right, that 's right well he, have he been. literally went into cardiac arrest. he popped so hard his <laughs> heart just stopped
1: <laughs> that yeah that what 's roll with that one that 's what we 're going to do, so that is why Johnny is not here right um, because he got a little excited and this is like but, uh,
0: and wrestling's like comics, man, not everybody stays dead. <laughs> so, there's a chance he comes Maybe back.
1: He could be the under Townsend or something. <laughs> From parts unknown. From parts unknown. Um, but yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to kind of continue in lieu of what we've been doing, picking different subjects, discussion topics, yeah. bringing up memories. Uh, but before that, you know, AEW Full Gear was this past weekend, and it wasn't really... Wasn't really newsworthy in a a lot of aspects.
0: I Um, mean, did you get a chance to watch it?
1: I did watch it, yeah. It it was was entertaining. It was was really good matches. It was entertaining. Um, Um, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you said. Normally, you you know, especially with the newness of AEW, uh, we're kind of chomping at the bit because it's this or that, or we saw this or that. But now they're they're kind of hitting a, a stride now, where it's like, okay, AEW's here now. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't have such a newness. It's still exciting and fun, but it's just kind of accepted now that these are. This is the other option. There's WWE and there's AEW. So you can watch that. The pay-per-view was good. A lot of good matches. Um, you know, they had a non-sanctioned match with Moxley and Omega, which was pretty insane. Uh But other than that, it's like you said, nothing too big happened. You know, it wasn't like, you know, anybody big titles changed or anything, anything that was that that floored, uh, you know, wrestling fans. I think the biggest thing that that came out of the entire pay-per-view was what we saw coming for a while. Right. How can you have a heel like MJF kind of hang out with the face like Cody? You you know what I'm saying? At some point, he was going to turn.
1: It was it was pretty obvious. Like it was it was I was curious at first, you know, as to how they were going to make it. And they did a. They did. They did a pretty good job presenting it, but eventually, you just kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um. I. I just was not ready for it to happen so soon. Yeah. Um. Because obviously AEW has been on television regularly for about two months now, not even. Mm-hmm. And but I think it was the best. I think it was the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, and I think the idea was is because MJF is such a great heel. I mean, the dude is a legit dick. You know, all the time. It's 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 great. But because he's such a heel, I think the idea with this whole best friends thing with Cody was a little it wasn't helping. So I think this really puts him over like now he's just completely hated, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, especially, too, because the stipulations of that match, you know, oh, how yeah. long will they honor it for? I don't know. But if Cody Rhodes didn't win that match, he would now ne- he said he would never challenge for the AEW title again. Um, I hope that they don't never retcon that. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, You know, it's kind of crazy to think that Cody can never win the AEW title, but um, at the same time, he is behind the scenes a booker, yeah. um, so I'm okay with that stipulation happening, but yeah, like, what a douchebag, um, <laughs> costing costing your quote-unquote friends title chances for as long as AEW remains open, which could be, you know,
0: years and years and yeah. years, Uh or they could just they, they could run the angle where it was like well it wasn't a full match you know what I mean uh, there was the interference so it doesn't kind of it's still did, it didn't count
1: right they could they could definitely go that route I mean I, yeah I, but I, I, you know what I think AEW does a really good job I mean yeah granted again it's only been around for a little while but I think they want to not be like WWE WWE yeah. would retcon that in a week yeah they don't want to um, insult
0: the the, the viewer. <laughs>
1: No, I, I think they're going to stick with it, and I think it's probably the best possible thing that they can do. I agree. Um, I
0: think it'd be cause awesome.
1: Yeah, because I mean, everybody knows who who's behind the scenes, who's running the show. It's Cody, the Young Bucks. Um, I think I think Kenny Omega has a big part to do with it. Too. I'm not sure what his backstage role is, but I know he's with that mm-hmm. clique of guys. Uh, so I'm not sure where you know it where he stands on it. But when people are going to you know. We all know how wrestling fans are, how fickle they are. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they seen Cody win the the AEW heavyweight title, there would be there'd probably be a lot of backlash. There'd be a yeah. lot of happy, like you know. The only people, way it works, there'd be a lot of backlash.
0: Yeah, the only way it works is if it's far, far, far in the future, right? Like it just for some, somehow it it was this thing where it's okay. It's going to be the match. He's allowed to go for it and he wins it. Like that's the only way it's going to work because even though, because he's the booker, I mean, his dad was the same way, but his dad held the belt. He held the NWA belt a lot of times, you know, the, and, and, and he, he, it was, it was about the writing. It was about getting the fans to really invest in his character and pull for him. Now, if we have somebody like Cody, who we were hoping he was going to win this belt, right, and then all of a sudden he loses because his friend turned on him, and now he can't compete for it, and we literally are five, six, seven, eight years from now, even where it's maybe he's at the end of his career now and he gets a chance at it, that would be, I think you would have the probably the bit you'd see a pop probably to rival the Daniel Bryan championship. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? It would be insane. It's, yeah, but but recording really cool it moment. soon wouldn't work. They can't do it. right No, away. It,
1: it would have to be a while. Um yeah. you know, if, if this was WWE booking it, they'd probably do like <laughs> something where it's like Cody versus MJF, and if Cody wins, he can still challenge for the yeah. AEW title like that. They would do that, and that would yeah. be like a pay per view a week later
0: or something yeah. silly <laughs> like that. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly. just, You know
1: that's what that's what we've come to
0: expect. But. Exactly. I think that's probably the biggest thing that happened though was the the kind of heel turn that everyone saw coming. Um, and I think the other thing that I saw in the, that was kind of making news was uh, Seth Rollins looks to be having a rocky time in the E. But I think it's more because are they looking to push him heel or is it just that he fans are just kind of getting sick? <sighs>
1: Fickle. Here's the fickleness. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 back. Um, people didn't want Roman to yep. be the guy they booed him out they wanted Seth Rollins to be the guy he was the guy they booed him out yeah um i think yeah seth rollins is something he's
0: <laughs> it's, question, it's 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 yeah i don't know i haven't been watching to be honest i haven't been watching the past couple of months the, i've just been kind of keeping up on headlines and and just kind of reading the rundown of what's been nah. happening on the show
1: you see clips on social media yeah. and that but um it's, it, it, no that's about it
0: yeah, I think the big thing in the E was what happened. Uh, what is it? What is the show on Fox that they have backstage or WWE? What is it called?
1: Yeah, it's something WWE backstage or something like that. It's a Fox produced show uh, for WWE. It's kind of like their own analysis show. Yeah. Um, But I, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of content out right now, too. I'm not going to lie. Like he's doing that at, after the bell pod, I think now, too. Yep.
0: They're saturating They're getting, the media right now. Yeah. I think they're really trying because the, because AEW already kind of has the stranglehold on on YouTube and wrestling viewership. There, you know what I mean. So, and Absolutely. and he really should have taken advantage of YouTube and put out free content. But I mean, what are you going to do?
1: No, yeah, it's, it's now everything. Everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, you copied AEW. But I do like <laughs> the idea of their new their new podcast and some of the new stuff that they're trying mm-hmm. to do. They're trying to pull back the curtain a little bit more than they already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think a lot of wrestling fans want to see and hear.
0: Yeah, so they want to feel I, like they're that, a part of it. Yeah. So uh, I think what was what made a lot of the headlines on the CM Punk's this week was this Fox show backstage by uh, by by somebody that showed up that you never in a million years would have thought would be back. <laughs> Who would that be, Mister <laughs> Mr. Johnson? Mm, would it be Mister Phil Brooks? Aka CM Punk, it's <laughs> correct, dude. CM Punk, uh, Mister, I'm never gonna wrestle again. Mister, I'll never set foot in the WWE again. Is bad. I, so ma- I
1: woke up so mad. I woke up so mad. Like I hated to be like that guy that wanted to see him back, but I, I woke up so angry. One, <laughs> well, here, listen to this. All right, this is gonna go be like a five five step complaint. <laughs> Do it. Um, number one. You bring back CM Punk at eleven o'clock at night <laughs> on a show that nobody watches. You know what I mean? Yeah, they it, have not a built thing. a
0: viewership yet, man.
1: I mean, this was going to help, but here you wasted yeah. CM Punk coming back, no live crowd. When you, if you bring back, maybe I don't know what the the details are of his. Agreement. Maybe he's doing it because he's just working for Fox. He's essentially working for Fox Uh, analyzing WWE. I'm not sure exactly what, but the way it was done, I was just like, "Come on, you wasted a perfect return moment," uh, which is the subject of our topic today. Yeah. Um, But I was just like, "Why?" (laughs) Yeah. It it, there's been. the entire internet has been fifty fifty on the entire discussion too. You know, they yeah. you know half of the people are like, Yeah, C M Punk's back, and the other half is um, you know well fifty excuse me, fifty are saying, Why why did he come back, sell out, you know, this yeah. and that? And the other half is like, you know, def- they're defending it and it's a lot of like the big name people. They're mm-hmm. all like, you know, you, you all chanted C M Punk in the crowd for five years and then when he came back you called yeah. him a sellout. Yeah. Which I thought was a funny point.
0: It's uh, true, man. They are fickle, aren't you
1: know, they? They are so weird. I think They're you're so right,
0: weird. dude. Imagine had he returned live on SmackDown. That building. When I say Johnny's heart stopped, I think you would have seen people literally turning to the person next to him and just ripping their heads off. They would have been yeah. ape shit, ape shit, just to hear the music kick in and see him kind of walk out and stand at the top of the the oh. runway. You know what? And just stand there and soak it in. The place would have gone insane, and I think. You would see people coming back immediately, like okay, let's see what's happening, what's going on. You know what I mean?
1: They would like the the viewership, which has been a big struggle the last you know couple weeks. It would just you know it. They would yeah, you're right. They would probably return. They would check this stuff out if if he was featured like that. Um, but I'm curious to figure out what exactly you know his details are. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, is he an employee of Fox or is he a employee of WWE? Right. So. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out. You know, it, I did feel like a little like stunk because here's, it, you know, everybody's in this anti-WWE kind of mood, which is, yeah. you know, not the best thing, but, you know, th- there's this fight the establishment kind of feeling with pro wrestling. And then the guy who literally started it off, <laughs> Yeah. Started the trend, um, goes back. It does stuff. Ugh. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, then we're going to see how it unfolds. We're going to see how it unfolds, but yeah. it's just like
0: it feels like what you know. they were doing was trying to generate buzz for a new show that obviously not many people are watching yet. So, it's and and he said I think what he said on the on the show was he's going to be back next week. So, Garen, I mean, are you going to check it out this next week?
1: Um, if I can stay up <laughs> late enough for <laughs> or DVR
0: <laughs> it, right? But I feel like everybody is going to tune in now cuz they're going to want to see what's going on what's happening and they're pushing it like crazy on social media man renee young's tweeting pictures of her and him just hanging out there on the set yeah um you know there's all different people Vir- are just going nuts. Virgil
1: challenged him to a fight on twitter yeah. like come on <laughs> fight that was BC, amazing tagged him uh,
0: um, seth rollins <laughs> called him out immediately like everybody's calling him out immediately um yeah dude it would have gone over so much better at smackdown do <laughs> you know what i mean I they live crowd
1: it. It, it would have been like one of the it would have been the best moment of this year oh yeah uh one of the best pops best reactions easily um but but yeah uh <laughs> you know could be a missed opportunity could be a good thing we don't know yeah. uh you know it remains to be seen but we definitely think the return like yeah well, if he comes back to it does a live show um He'll, he'll get a pop, but it won't be that same surprise factor. You know he's no. in the circle now. Yeah. You, know, you know he's in the circle now, so you can almost expect it at any, almost any point.
0: And with um, how fickle the, the audience is anymore, how long before they turn on him and just start booing him? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be like two matches in, and up. then all of a sudden they boo him and, are, and start chanting John Cena.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> I love wrestling.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you we do uh, we do love it. Why? Because there are moments like this. These moments of yeah. kind of great returns. Throughout the history, there's always been that moment when you're in the middle of a specific match, then all of a sudden, you know, you hear music, some familiar music kick on, and the entire place erupts because, you know, somebody's coming out you hadn't seen in six, seven years. Yeah,
1: that's there's there's a certain magic about it. It's an organic moment. Um that we've seen Often, oh, yeah. very often in the history of professional wrestling, um, there has been a lot of cool moments uh, in that respect, and that's why we wanted to kind of talk. It actually, it fit perfectly with the with CM Punk coming back. Yeah, uh, you know this this theme to discuss. Uh, there have been a lot of great returns. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down um, and enjoyed wrestling, and you know watching wrestling, and somebody comes back that. I never thought I'd see again.
0: Right. And you lose your shit.
1: Yeah. You absolutely lose your mind. Or, you know, somebody comes back from an injury way earlier than Mm -hmm. you thought. You know, To to that extent. There have been, yeah, there's been a lot of incredible, amazing moments like that. And that's why uh, myself and Chris are going to, we wanted to discuss some of our personal favorite ones. Um, You know, ones that we've seen, ones that we never thought we'd see ever again. And, um, yeah, it's... I never again, but not ones that we never thought we'd see ever. Um, and we did, and we got to really enjoy them. And, yeah, yeah I'm ex- I'm excited to really get into this discussion.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, you want me to go so, first?
1: Yeah, why don't you start us off?
0: Yeah, mine's going to be uh, – it's a short one. A, it, 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 what, I mean, the amount of time that the, the, this wrestler was back on the screen and then off was actually pretty short, but the impact was insane. Um, and I'm talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dude, I was a huge Stone Cold Mark. I love the guy as soon as you know this whole badass head wagging talking shit you know beer swilling guy the gimmick came out in in that hardcore way um huge fan so we know if you're a fan of wrestling if you know anything about stone cold that he legit you know got a a neck injury in a a wrestling match with owen hart Uh, i believe owen hart threw a pile driver down on him and and unfortunately didn't protect him as well as he should have and uh you know stone cold's neck just kind of crunched all together um did he un- did he break it or did he like mess up his vertebrae i can't remember what it was but i know at one point he had a broken neck um
1: he said he was like almost paralyzed That's yeah for like a few was. minutes
0: yeah. he was or a few seconds like 10 15 seconds he was just like kind of paralyzed there in the ring so he ends up staying wrestling for the next two years does nothing about it continues to aggravate this injury so finally they have to go and like look stone cold go get your shit taken care of so you don't die okay he goes off everybody knows he's written up. what was it they they ran him over i think wasn't that the thing i think they ran him over with a car or something and that's how they wrote him off the show
1: yeah, so like and, Rikishi hit him or yeah, something.
0: Yeah. So then we have then we have The Rock. Now everybody's got to look at The Rock. You're going to be our guy. And you know, he's on fire as always, you know, most electrifying man in sports entertainment. He's up against Triple H, he's up against Vince McMahon, and I, uh, I it was backlash where where they're in this ma- Triple H and and uh Rock are in the middle of this match and they're just, you know, beating they're, they're just going to town on The Rock. There's nothing that The Rock can do to get over. The hero is being vanquished until you hear the shattering of the glass and the jin 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 And holy shit, didn't I just go, what, what? I couldn't believe he was back already, dude. Then here he comes from around the thing, holding the chair, makes his way down, beats the crap out of him, and then walks away. It's like two minutes that he's out. But that was so intense, so badass, that I was just like, that's how you make a return, son. You come <laughs> yeah, in, we'll walk I mean and leave. <laughs>
1: Like, that's that's a great return on its own. I mean, just how many times, though, like, even in just the Attitude Era, that Stone Cold music played and you oh, get that enormous pop. And yeah. then you get him coming back after X amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you do that. That's that's awesome. That's it what was, makes Stone dude. Cold. That's what makes him special. Yeah. that's. A, I mean, that's a great return right there because we all know how integral uh, and important Stone Cold was to that era. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to come back at any point and, and do his thing. People just legit surprised, so that's a great first one. Yes, sir. All right. My first one I am going to select. It's from 2007, and this man has had many, many cool returns in his day, um, but the one I am going to choose, well, it's well, it's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, it's Chris Jericho from 2007. He comes back. He's got a light-up jacket. He's got oh, short yeah. hair. Dude, that's right. Um, they were doing the Olympic, the the, the passing of the torch thing mm-hmm. for Randy Orton. He was the champion at that time. He wasn't having a great run because of all of his, all of his victories were ending in like disqualifications and stuff. It wasn't a very dominant run. Uh, but all of a sudden, this guy he's running in the backstage area, and then somebody clotheslines him, and we don't know who, we don't know who, and then all of a sudden, this guy he does it that arm thing that somebody else that. Chris Jericho used to do and mm-hmm. then you see his, his hair short and the crowd it, the more like it panned out they slowly started you know they they, they got really hyped up and excited uh, and then his whole save us dot y 2j or whatever because mm-hmm. um, those promo packages were running for a long time too uh, keep in mind that was added to the hype and then it happened and he comes out and he's got like a new opening for his classic entrance theme and yeah, dude, he just looked awesome. awesome. Nice. It's it was it was it was crazy to see. Actually, you know, I don't think the light up jacket was there yet. Um, I think this was just the vest, but the sparkly um, one or this,
0: whatever it was. I think it was the really sparkly one, but it was still it was just like <laughs> mind-boggling to see Jericho with short hair. Yeah, that's uh, my. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I remember I didn't see the actual return, but I remember like it was like a, a couple weeks later. Uh, I had already heard he was back, and then so you know, seeing that short hair I was like, what happened? <laughs> He's going corporate.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it was insane. And he came out had some sick gear. Was put had a new finisher. He, I think he debuted debuted the Codebreaker at that point. Like he just changed his whole style around. But that's been the that's been the draw of Chris Jericho uh, for all these years is that he's been able to adapt. And that's, that's why I think he's, he is the best of this gen best in the business right now. Um, overall hands down, but that was a really cool moment. You know, he got to feud with Randy Orton for a little bit. He, you know, had a run. He was going on for a couple years and it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just great to see, man.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right. My next one is from WrestleMania eight. So, I was a kid, man, you know, and back then I didn't really know much about the personal, the actual guy, the ultimate warrior. You know what I mean? It was just this kind of this, this, it looked like a superhero face painted, you know, comes running in, shaking the ropes all the time. So he had been gone for a minute and in WrestleMania eight was the match between Hulk Hogan and uh, Sid. Remember that? Yes, yes, I don't I do. know if you've seen it and then in this uh, so what's supposed to happen like I guess there was a moment where Papa Shango comes out to kind of disturb the match and all this stuff um, and 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 to you know cause Hulk uh, uh the loss when all of a sudden boom here he co- you can't stop him when you see the ultimate warrior running down to the ring just sp- at full speed and he's always got that you know how he's blowing out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's doing that. He's got the face paint. He's got, you know, the 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 little things just kind of hanging off his arms. What do you call them? Tassels or something. Tassels, I mean, yeah. it just looks amazing. He gets in there and, and, and helps the Hulk go, and, and you're just flipping. You're like, holy crap, he's back. I remember that. That was one of the ones as and that's a kid one. That's like that's a kid memory just being like, oh, this is so awesome.
1: <laughs> that is a fun one. I didn't, I Wonder mean. I didn't, was it- it was exciting, man. You know, he was just an exciting guy. Uh you know, every time he made an entrance. It's the same thing the same philosophy as Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. You know, you heard that music, you seen him running out like a maniac. You yeah. knew something cool was about to happen. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, th- tw- thir- I think I was like twelve or thirteen. Thirteen year old I was just like, Oh my god, get him, get in there, destroy Papa Shango. <laughs> I think it's yeah, after damn, yeah. that he, he becomes uh the godfather, right?
1: I think not oh no, he went to Kama Mustafa. Oh, that's right. First that. he
0: was that, yeah. Yeah. Nice.
1: And then and then yeah. Uh <laughs> the Ho He just kinda train. floated around the whole Train. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, poor I used to love Papa Shango too. Yeah, he that was, was so a, that was a sweet character. But they did get into it, they did get into it. Warrior and him did get into a really cool, fe- yeah, really yeah. cool yeah. feud. Yeah. Really cool feud where they made
0: him throw up. Did you oh, ever see yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Yes, I yeah. do remember that.
1: Yeah, so good, that was a cool, that was great stuff. Um, all right. My second one, I was legitimately surprised. Uh, people have been talking about it for a wh- another one. People have been talking about it for a while. But this is from 2012, uh, night after WrestleMania, and Brock Lesnar comes back. His oh. music hits. And old Titan Tron and everybody, you know, another guy. Another guy jaded towards WWE, mm-hmm. lawsuits, this and that. Never coming back, he shows up, and he attacks John Cena in a big way, and everybody pops and gets excited. Um, Poor John
0: Cena. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. There was a good three-year stint where everybody, you know, everybody loved less, like, watching Lester. Like yeah. That's how great he was. Um, then his, his appearances started getting more and more sporadic, so they kind of, everybody kind of turned on him, but... Mm-hmm. Um, this is a moment that I, I never thought I'd see again. And we all know how hot the night after WrestleMania crowds used to be. Uh, it wasn't, this was the first year it was really down, but, um, 2012, I think was kind of like the, I'm going to say like the second, maybe third year that the post WrestleMania crowd was really, really excitable and they ate it up. And, you know, John Cena goes to shake his hand and Brock shakes it. And then he sucks him in for the F <laughs> five and the crowd went nuts. Uh yeah, just a great moment. Great moment. I love Lesnar. Uh, but that was probably one of the most shocking and surprising things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Um, my next one here is back in the back in the early nineties, like eighties and early nineties, um, there was one wrestler who was synonymous with WCW, Ric Flair. Anytime you heard WCW, you were either thinking Sting or Ric Flair. But all the time, mostly it's Ric Flair, right? Like he's one of the greatest of all time. He's held what? 57 national championships or, or world championships, 98. Something I don't like that. know. Um, <laughs> but for a minute, a lot of people don't remember, uh, that he did wrestle for WWF for a couple of years in the nineties before he left and went back to WCW. Um, he had been let go of WCW. It was one of these things of kind of like, you know, you're getting old, move, move along thing. He ends up going to WWF. He's there for a minute, ends up leaving, um, until, Two thousand one. Remember when he comes back in Raw? After the WWE W C W war, WWE has won. Um Flair comes back, but he doesn't come back in a way where he's just kinda, of, you know, running to the ring or, or or in a match or anything like that. He comes remember he comes back all in a suit and tie. And oh yeah. The whole gimmick was that Shane and Stephanie had sold their shares to the company, so now he owned half. And like Vince McMahon was like, What the
1: <laughs> so he was so mad yeah. he was shaking, doing the ear thing he was shaking his earlobe or whatever he was yeah. getting all stressed out
0: yeah dude so yeah. that's so for me i mean that's a memorable one not in the way like that you feel when you hear the music kick in and, and the pop happens because this guy's running down to the ring to influence a match or beat some ass it was that he came in and he's still the greatest of all time literally looking at the guy that owns the company saying yeah i own half now too asshole <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, dude. It was so Ric Flair.
1: It was. That's yeah, that is classic him and yeah, you know, his signature quote, you know, I'm not gonna say it, repeat it verbatim, but um that was just his style and it actually worked really it, it worked really well. I mean, how cool was that to have Ric Flair and Vince McMahon stand on the opposite sides of the ring? Yep. Uh and then eventually becoming, you know, you know, one one's the runs one show and one runs the other it was yep. it was it was a really cool moment it was uh without a doubt and it was
0: a cool thing to kind of see like this is another chapter in the literal mythology that is rick flair you know from the his early beginnings to the territory days to moving around and capturing nwa titles and chasing it his all the different things. you know this comes to this and now he's on in the top league the ww the biggest one in the middle of the ring with vince what a chapter to add right
1: Oh, one hundred percent, and it was you know he he has been down on wrestling for he well documented in his book he was down on wrestling at that point yeah um but you know it was a start of an upward trend and just tremendous uh, you know respect between between the two yep all right my next one is uh, this one it actually kind of does almost build off of that it Ric Flair's involved but it's a Triple H return. Um, but not not the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Not the one you're thinking of. Um, this is actually from, I want to say 2009. No. 2000, it might be 2006, 2007. I can't hmm. remember the exact time frame. Ric Flair was a baby face at this point. Evolution was no more. Batista had beaten Triple H multiple times. Oh, this um, is after.
0: Okay. So, no, I don't know
1: this one, actually. All right. So there's this big hyped-up thing. Uh, it's pretty much been Ric Flair and uh, going to battle against the Spirit Squad, I think. or I forgot who who would, who was really messing with them. Um, but they did a match for Cyber Sunday that year, or Taboo Tuesday. Huh. Um, and, and Triple H was Ric Flair's like big returning tag team partner. And he comes out to a huge babyface reaction, and they win the match. You know, just huge, huge babyface reaction. They win the match, but then Triple H turns on oh. Ric Flair at the end of it. He, like, stabs a screwdriver through his head and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. I got nice. fi- to find out exactly when that happened. But it was cool because, I mean, Triple H, you can tell something was wrong because Triple H uh, really didn't do anything that was babyface-like. Hmm. Uh but you can tell it, you know. But he was out there for Rick, which was a really cool thing. Yeah. Okay. It was from October. Is that for October third, two thousand five? Pardon me. Nice. Um. So so yeah, it was it was pretty insane. Uh, and they got to a really big feud, and they were going. They had some cool back and forth matches and stuff. But, um. But yeah, it was surprising, uh, because the way he got treated like a babyface, and he wasn't like Triple H had been long. Long from being a babyface to that point. So, and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. So I was like, surprised. I'm like, really going to go with Triple H babyface, which he would do within the next coming years. Uh-huh. But, um, not on that night. <laughs> not on that night. It was a pretty epic return. He was gone for, I think he disappeared after Batista beat him in Hell in a Cell hmm. at Vengeance in July. And then he came back in October. Um, so it wasn't a long way to one, but it was a, it was a good, it was a good, Twist. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say,
0: it's quite a way to do it, man. You come back, everyone's popping because he's back in flare, and then he turns on him, man. Oh, man. What a way to get heat. Yeah. Oh, it was was great. It It was was great. great. Uh, So mine is. Back in the (laughs) mid-90s, because, again, that was a lot of my era was in the 90s and some of the 2000s before I I stepped away and came back again. But uh, in the mid-90s, we had the WCW-WWE war. We had, um, you know, the Outsiders, uh, you know, defecting. We had Hulk Hogan came over. Um, It was crazy, right? Ultimate War, everybody, Bruce DeBar, all the WWF at the time uh, greats were now WCW. And not only were they at WCW, but these guys were all kind of assholes. They were all NWO right now. And for the long – dude, there was – how many years was it where NWO was – it was just the shit. You saw these shirts everywhere. (laughs) I mean, this was the – (laughs) band. like, this is who you wanted. They were like the Beatles of wrestling, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, NWO is just destroying everyone. Uh, And for a while there, uh, when they first started – they were they were they 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 basically annihilated the golden boy of WCW. Sting was kind of taken out of the picture. He wasn't that kind of character. Was no longer what fans were looking for. Um, and then we started getting like these little kind of hints that there was somebody in the shadows. Somebody's coming. Somebody's you know justice is coming, kind of a thing. Uh, and then in on uh, ninety seven uncensored, the return of Sting when he comes down from the Raptors. Rafters, looking like the crow with the long black jet dude forget it forget it it was freaking <laughs> for me again a kid who like i sting was one of my favorites so just like you know how much i enjoyed stone cold when 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 it sting that's making that return especially looking like one of my one of my favorite comic book movie characters of all time you know what i mean like i was like oh yeah. god this is amazing so the return <laughs> of sting was my uh is is my number 1 return
1: that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. My last one. This one was a world shocker for me. Uh, it occurred in May 2000. It in May 2000. Um, it's from the man uh, known as The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. This was my <laughs> he honorable debuted mention. Is this the his honorable mention? Okay. When he debuted the biker gimmick, the yep. biker character. He had been away for eight months. He had a legitimate injury. Uh, I think it was the first time he missed WrestleMania. and. hmm Jeez, since he debuted, so it was, it was quite the shocker. So he was out of WrestleMania 2000 with injury. Comes back in May of 2001 on a motorcycle and yeah. tore the house down. Nobody okay. knew what to expect. Everyone's like, oh, Dead Man Undertaker. Nope. Yeah, he was nope. a he biker. Out. He was a biker. Came out to a Kid Rock song, American Badass, yep. and it just worked. I love Biker Undertaker. I wish he would come back. Uh, you know, if he was to ever come back, I'd rather just have the Biker Undertaker. It was probably my favorite interpretation of him. Uh, but it was just such a cool, surreal moment to watch live on television. Yeah. Even now, you go watch the highlights, and people are just excited. Oh yeah! Like, wow, this is this is to quote, you know, Vince McMahon and everybody. That all all of 2019, it was fresh and new. <laughs> at that yeah. time, It was a new direction on the Undertaker, and they loved it. They ate it up, and. Yeah, just a wonderful... Just a, a wonderful return, to, you know. Just shock return.
0: Yeah, I feel like at his age now, that's how he should have come back. You know that the the fact that they've been bringing him back as old school Undertaker, like the Dead Man, just it doesn't work because we're 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 again we're kind of passing the whole gimmicky thing, and so having him come yeah. back a little more realistic, jeans, you know, the the biker jacket, the 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 bandana, the the sunglasses, the hog, like that's more realistic. I could see, you know mark driving that rather than literally looking like a dead man walking down the ramp you know what i mean so yeah i think if now now the way they brought him back it just it hurts to see what is supposed to be an, an undead unkillable character look that old but it wouldn't be out of character to see an old school biker that looks like he could still whoop your ass Exactly, I see them all the time in Niagara Falls and other places. <laughs> exactly, I really do, dude. So that's um, what I'm saying. They really would have should have brought him back with that that gimmick instead of Dead Man recently.
1: I concur. I think it would have did a lot of fan service, but. Hey, what do I know? Yeah, But, but that, uh, is a, that, yeah, that is a is big my...
0: return, dude. That's that's one where he literally comes back with a whole new gimmick. So, you know, everything else we've talked about basically was was the same guy coming back, and that's why he's back. Everybody loves this person. Uh, Taker comes back with a completely new gimmick. Well, that's not true. Jericho did also. But it had that whole new gimmick, and people still ate it up. Loved it.
1: I, yeah, I think it was a bigger deal for Undertaker, though, because, I mean, this, like, Jericho's, like, evolved, mm-hmm. but... I feel like Takers was like a night and day difference. Yeah, one
0: eighty easily. What
1: complete one eighty, and it was really cool because you know a couple years later he got buried alive, and then he came back as the Dead Man Undertaker. Like I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, um, that's probably one of my honorable mentions when he came back at WrestleMania twenty uh, for that. But I mean, just yeah, a cool time period, a, a game changer. As you know, he 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 rode a damn motorcycle out to the ring. It yeah. was the cool. It was the coolest thing. Uh, we all know how loud WWE productions can be. And you uh-huh. had a, a motorcycle in an enclosed area. Oh, oh God,
0: boy. forget it. It's- Imagine being like uh, you're on the railing right right there on the ramp. You're so excited that you got a sweet spot. You can see any wrestler coming down. And then all of a sudden, you weren't you expecting deaf. this. Here, yeah, here comes this hog. It's so loud. Your ears are exploding. And you got to breathe the fumes in as he drives by. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I oh, know. God. That thing
1: is so loud, too. Yeah, so and he makes loud.
0: sure to rev it up, too. He knows what's up.
1: Oh, yeah. He That's wastes awesome. no time. So. That was a good time, man. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: those are good returns. One of my other honorable mentions was uh, probably the most recent one when uh, when you returned to kayfabe from Saudi Arabia. Glad you're back nice and safe.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. It was it was crazy. You know, I know I've, there's a bunch of different reports coming out about mechanical issues and assassinations and stuff. Um Vince McMahon told me to say that there was everything was okay, <laughs> everything was okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're good and we're good and well. Everything just mechanical issues, everything's fine. All Go right. WWE.
0: I don't know that I believe that, but I think when we uh, when we sign <laughs> off, we'll record something else and maybe put it on Patreon soon. <laughs> True story. <laughs> the truth of what happened to Matt while he was in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, dude, I'm all good. I'm tapped out. You got anything else?
1: Yeah, I'm all set. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you're liking the new theme ideas. I think this was a nice different one to do.
0: Oh, yeah. And it fit in
1: perfectly with with what happened with this week. So yep. I got to bring back some nostalgia, some cool memories, a big epic entrance return. So uh,
0: I'm happy. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, if you're done, I'm done. Uh, it's time to take it home. Five,